Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Police officers who were killed in the line of duty. We dedicated this lunchtime edition uh, here at WABC. Imagine, Lou, it's just a little sleepy town, Bristol, Connecticut. Not far from New York City, best known as the epicenter of where ESPN activity takes place. Both both by uh, TV, satellite, and by radio. And even though uh, I hate Bristol because, uh, Lou, they fired me uh, doing the mid-mornings after Warner Wolf on ESPN, um, met Yankee uh, games, you know, I was doing analysis. They fired me, told Tim McCarthy, you got a big family there in Pearl River, you don't believe in um, abstinence, no uh, condoms, do you want to feed your children? That's it. Then you better fire that Sliwa guy in mid-mornings. And he had no choice. He did. But that's on a lighter note. Let's get right down to the nitty-gritty and the serious situation that affected Bristol and affects uh, now small towns and other communities across America. Remember what happened? 1030, there was a 911 call to the local police. They were responding domestic situation they didn't know what they were getting into cops generally don't whenever there's a 911 call that says it's a domestic a neighbor saw a man dressed in camouflage emerge from a house with a gun another man ran out apparently to restrain him it turned out it was his brother and the man with the rifle shot the second man shot his own brother because he was hell-bent on wanting the wanting these cops to crawl into the belly of the beast, and he was going to shoot them dead upon their arrival. And that's exactly what he did. He set up an ambush. Twice as many police officers in this past year have been killed in the line of duty based on an ambush in which there was a 911 call, and the person or the persons hunkered down in their home or waited outside or waited in the driveway and were prepared to blast them as soon as they got out of the cars. And that's exactly what happened to these three Bristol police officers. Sergeant Dustin DeMonte was married with three children. 
was killed almost instantly, cut down. Officer Alex Hamsey, who had gone to Bristol High School, who was married, preparing on a future in the police department, was cut down in a hail of gunfire by this monster, Nicholas Brucher, who was also shot and killed at the scene. Another police officer was also shot. Thankfully, he survived the major surgery, Irido. And, I mean, just think of it. It's a town of 60,000 people. It's so bucolic. And I was heartened to see the turnout in Bristol High School. The police, their supporters, families, people so grateful to the sacrifice that they make each and every day. You didn't have uh, the acolytes of AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You didn't have people there who were saying, destroy the police, defund the police. No, no, no. People came out with love and concern in their hearts. And think about this. Bristol, Connecticut. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly, coming on the heels of the blood gang having a shootout in bucolic Shirley in Suffolk County, right outside the home of the Republican conservative candidate, Congressman Zeldin, to become the next governor of the state of New York, who would have ever thought, surely, bucolic, surely, that the Bloods are having a gang war. They had a shootout outside. His two daughters were inside, ran upstairs, locked themselves in the bathroom, hid in the bathtub. That's what they train you to do in the inner city when there's a shootout outside, whether you live in a tenement or a public housing project. And luckily, they were not injured. But surely, Bristol, you see, I mean, think of this. Think of this over and over again. It's spreading like a cancer. It's metastasizing throughout the nation. From the summer of 2020, after the lockdown and pandemic, the killing of George Floyd by the Minneapolis police officers in the street of South Minneapolis, followed by demonstrations, demonstrations de jour and at night all across the nation that oftentimes led to all-out attacks on the police departments in those local municipalities, towns and villages. These demonstrators hated the police, and this gave them an opportunity to vent their rage. And remember, they defunded the police. They wanted to destroy the police. Uh, And they were successful in many cities, including our own. They took a billion dollars out of the police budget. Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and the city council. They took a billion dollars, never put it back. And since, there hasn't been a penny spent to hire any additional police officers that we so desperately need. And in fact, they are cutting from the police budget because we are facing a fiscal looming crisis of being short $10 billion in next year's budget. And the police are on the outside looking in. Many of them are retiring at their normal rate, taking early retirement. And a lot of communities south of the Mason-Dixon line are advertising all over New York City and the five boroughs to try to lure police officers. And we've spent $100,000 to train at the Academy of College Point. And after about three or four years, obviously, they've had a lot of experience. Other cities are coming in and are saying, hey, look, they hate you there in New York City, which a lot of people really do. Come to our community. We'll uh, not only pay you $57,500 to start, 
We'll give you a $17,000 bonus. We'll give you a housing allowance for the first year. And you'll have an opportunity at promotion because your experience in New York City will help you immeasurably against the local police officers that also would like to climb up uh, the uh, ladder uh, of being the shot callers in the police department. I mean, that that's how bad it is, ladies and gentlemen. So we mourn the loss of the police officers in Bristol. Uh, you may not have seen it yet. I have given the video to our crack news department, as I often do, ahead of the curve. There was a situation on the uh, N-train. I remember the N-train, right? Think back. Who was on the N-train in the morning? Frank James driving his van over the Verrazano Bridge, coming in from Philadelphia. Remember, he parked it underneath the L, and then he took the N-train, and he shot up 10 people. Close to 29 shots flooded that uh, train in the morning hours. And my Kumbarichi, uh, Rudy Giuliani, never got the credit he should have been given when he was the first to announce the license plate number over the 50,000 powerful WhatsApp sound that enabled law enforcement to find the van that was reported by a listener to WABC who was listening to Rudy at that time. Actually, the New York Times gave him credit, believe it or not. Nobody else. Nobody else. But remember, Frank James, right, and Shane. So this black guy with a schmanta on his head, a white schmanta, dressed in red, comes running off the train, the end train, right there at 36th Street in Sunset Park. Same station as Frank James, who exited there after he shot up the train. Two police officers in uniform are chasing him out of the car. He tries to run up the stairs. One police officer grabs him. And tries to wrestle him down because they don't have billy clubs anymore. They don't have nightclubs. They don't have wooden batons. They have nothing to restrain the individual other than a taser, which oftentimes doesn't work when you have clothing on. And actually the gun, which you don't want to use because, oh my God, even if you used it in the line of duty, it's all hell to pay. And this guy is pounding the cop on the ground. Another cop is struggling to put the handcuffs on. Uh, this this video should go viral. You should see what our police officers have to put up with day in, day out, and no support from the elected officials. Absolutely no support whatsoever. But they are heroes. Can I have that music again, please, Lou? Because there are guys and gals who are really getting clobbered. And it's a place that I know well. It's called Rikers Island. Oh, my God. You know, it, it's amazing, all the elected officials who uh, will schlep out to Rikers Island and they'll claim that, oh, yeah, we went on one tour and, oh, we were so frightened. Oh, and they introduced us to defecation education, which means they defecate in a bucket and they throw it at you, which happened to me many times. I've been incarcerated on Rikers Island when I first started the Guardian Angels many times. In a dormitory of 40, you can imagine what that was like. In a cell, putting the bing for my own protection because the inmates... Now they have to be called incarcerated persons, according to Kathy Crime Wave Hochul. Wanted to tear me limb from limb. Or they would refer to it as punk city, protective custody. Look, I know what it's like on the inside. And as bad as it was in the early 80s, it's ten times worse now. In fact, the correctional department has requested the opportunity to keep in a cell... 
individuals who are a threat to everybody on the tier, not just to other inmates, but also to the correctional officers who bravely have to go in there each and every day and deal with the worst elements of society. Now, remember, we only have 7,000 inmates, let me correct that, incarcerated persons, and they have to go in there, and they have no protections. They don't even have the tactical patrol force any longer that comes in and puts down riots and insurrections. No, no, no. No more hats and bats. No more armor. Nothing. They're on their own. And so the correctional commissioner appointed by Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan who's never out on the rock, has basically said we have to incarcerate gang members 17 hours a day because they're having gang battles, all-out gang battles, Bloods and Crips and Trinitarios and MS-13. They're going back and forth. They're slashing one another. They're fighting for dominance on the tiers. And they won't allow the correctional officers in because the moment they walk into the tier, they jump them, they stab them, they beat them, they wound them. They run Rikers Island. And do you know the city council is saying absolutely not. In fact, we want them out of their cells for most of the day. They should be able to go into the rec room and watch Maury Povich, who's your daddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the inmates. Let me correct that, Lou. The incarcerated person. Jay Love, Maury Povich, who's your daddy there? They have fights over that. Damn it. The city council, right? Where's Eric Adams? Swagger man went open. You know what I am suggesting, Lou? There are some empty jails out there on Rikers Island in which uh, I have spent some time. They're now abandoned. They're empty. You want to put illegal aliens somewhere, put them out there, right? There's heat. There's the basic amenities. There's a shower. There's a cafeteria. You know, they could get commissary. Also. Oh, no, that would be too barbaric. Too barbaric. But you put a correctional officer out there who gets slashed and beaten. The female correctional officers who get threatened with rape, who get sexually assaulted. And the Legal Aid Society has said, oh, oh, you're doing that because the correctional officers are afraid to come in and do their job. They're calling out sick. You know, they have absolutely no idea what's going on. I want to give a shout out to correctional officers wherever you may be. Not just within the city correctional department on Rikers Island or the barge off Hunts Point. But all throughout the tri-state area, you never get any respect. You never get any attention. You don't even get commemoration and memorialization when you die or you get seriously injured in the line of duty. That is udisgraziata. That is a shanda. They are heroes who never get recognized. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
Uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Classic. And it's so appropriate to this uh, argument about the flood of illegal aliens coming in across the border. From Texas, from Mexico, those who are going through Eagle Pass are being uh, asked, where would you like to go north of the border? And they're well, about 20% are saying, Nueva York, that's the uh, Abbott team. And then those who cross Suarez into El Paso, that has a uh, agreement with Eric Adams, the Democratic mayor there, to send as many uh, as want to come to Nueva York. They have about 50% of the Venezuelans coming across who want to come to Nueva York. And they are pounding the Greyhound each and every day coming in. And yesterday, uh, we saw that Nancy Pelosi was in the city. She was in Forest Hills talking about a number of issues of no consequence. But she said, without implicating Joe Biden or <laughs> Giggles Vice President Harris, that the uh, federal government's got to do something about the border situation. And yet she would not name and shame, which has been so typical of Democrats on this issue. No naming, no shaming. But she acknowledged it was a problem. At least she spoke up because uh, President Biden and Giggles Vice President Harris have taken the code of America, including Mayorkas, who's head of Homeland Security, who's supposed to be keeping the borders in check. Yesterday, they said, oh, oh well, uh, if, if you don't have a legal right to come across the border, you'll have to wait in Mexico, Venezuelans. And then we'll have to process you from there, which was the old Trump policy when he was president that he had negotiated with uh, Mexico, the president there. But uh, the president of Mexico said that was then, that ain't now. You could forget about that. We're not following through with that. So the Venezuelans will continue to come across the border. And quite frankly, again, nobody is saying this. But Maduro, the Ralph Cramden of Caracas, he was a simple bus driver who had joined the Chavavistas, who are the uh, people who worship Hugo Chavez, who was uh, El Jefe of Venezuela before he died of stomach cancer. And then he was elevated to be the El Jefe Jr., although he's JV, not ready for prime time. He has opted to do exactly what Fidel Castro did in the uh, 1980s when he released the Mariolitos, the boats that crossed the 90 miles of shark-infested waters, and were greeted by then-President Jimmy Carter and his uh, wife, Rosalind, until we realized, wow, uh, he's released the criminals, those from the insane asylums, the dissidents, and so many others that were burdening him because he couldn't fiscally support them in a socialist-slash-communist state. Well, Maduro is doing exactly the same thing. He's released two million. And you got to assume that amongst the two million, they're the gangbangers from Caracas because they run the streets and the favelas. You got the narco terrorists who operate right across the Colombia border and they uh, transfer in the Medellin and Cali cartels uh, cocaine supply. You got a lot of bad hombres, as former President Donald Trump would say, and we have no idea. Who the hell it is we're letting into the country? There's no screening. There's no medical checks. There's nothing. It's an easy pass. Next stop, I'd say a good uh, 20, uh, now actually 32% of them are coming straight to New York. And as you know, Eric Adams, the swagger man, no plan, has basically said to everybody, you're all going to have to accept your fair share of Venezuelans. It's that simple throughout the five boroughs. But the first, um, first uh, borough, 
that he has dumped illegal aliens into is the borough of Staten Island, the forgotten island that whenever a Democrat is uh, elevated to become the mayor, they diss and dismiss Staten Island. It was done by uh, David Dinkins, who was the mentor uh, to uh, Eric Adams, who was done by uh, Bill de Blasio, and it's being done now by Eric Adams. So he, he's piling all of these illegal aliens into Travis. They're in the hotel, motels, Holiday Inn Expresses. And I got to tell you, it's uh, it's not good. It's overwhelming the system there. But Eric Adams said, hey, guess what, Staten Island? You're getting more and more and more. Every community is going to see uh, asylum seekers. Uh, that's why we, I was clear. My goal last week was to answer four questions. Uh, what are we dealing with? Uh, what have we done? What are we doing? And what do we need from our partners in government? And so I want this was a moment of speaking directly to the people of this city of what this city is facing. And so uh, Staten Island and other uh, communities, they are going to everyone is going to see asylum seekers. So all the calls that I'm getting from elected officials, all the calls that I'm hearing from people of saying, you know, um, please not here, uh, that just can't happen. This is a citywide crisis, and all of us are going to be impacted. And Staten Island is going to be impacted like the other four boroughs. So basically he's giving everybody the finger and say, tough nuggies. Well, one of those women who was standing up because the men have been silent on this issue, elected officials, appointed official men are hiding or running, running for cover. Is the Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis at a press conference yesterday at Homeport said no to the cruise liners, no to the tents, no to the no-tell motel Holiday Inn Expresses. She says it's unsustainable and unreasonable to think an appropriate solution is to turn more New York City hotels into shelters, parks into tent cities, and add cruise ships to our ports. At what point is enough enough? Secure the border and stop this chaos. But another woman standing up again. It's the women taking the lead on this, Lou. Not the men they're ducking for cover. Is AOC all out crazy? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, who believes in an easy pass for illegal aliens. As you know, the lead story about AOC was the town hall meeting she had in the Bronx when some of her own Democratic Socialists of America turned on her and were in support of Tulsi Gabbard, said, why can't you be like Tulsi Gabbard? Well, that dominated the headlines, but actually the bulk of the meeting, if you paid attention, was that AOC was welcoming the border crush flooding New York City. Uh, She wants more illegals coming in, and that would make sense because most of them are Venezuelans. Most of them have grown up uh, their lives in a socialist country, first under Hugo Chavez and now under Maduro. So they have already been basted in socialism. I mean, that's part of the political ideology that they were raised in. And remember, anybody is escaping out of there. Now, who's to say that Maduro isn't sending out agents of his government on behalf of the Iranians that he has a deal with, on behalf of the Russians, on behalf of terrorist organizations who are in support of Maduro and Venezuela? Come on, use, use your think, put your thinking caps on. The quickest way to get into America now without having to show any identification, without having to be 
in any way, shape, or form checked medically to be vaccinated. Nothing is to be a Venezuelan and say, I seek asylum from Maduro. He's made my life miserable. So AOC is saying we need more. We need more. We need more illegal aliens pouring through. And then she turned on the audience and she said, this is who we have always been. Look around this room. All of us come from somewhere. We can't close our eyes and pretend that those coming here for new opportunities are any different from Italian and Irish Americans coming here in the early 1900s. Except, obviously, she's not too bright. She went to Boston University. I think O'Reilly also went to Boston University. Did I teach them that the Italian and the Irish immigrants uh, pretty much had to have sponsors. Somebody had to sponsor them. Somebody had to say, like in the case of my grandfather, Fidela Nicoletta, and my grandmother, uh, Nicoletta Bianchino, that you had to have somebody that would vouch for you. Somebody, if you couldn't afford a place of your own, who would put you up. Somebody, if you couldn't feed yourself, would feed you. Somebody who was responsible for you to keep you out of harm's way, which would become a burden for society. You don't have that any longer. So then we look to Queens County, one of the districts uh, that um, AOC All Out Crazy is in charge of. And I will tell you, the borough president, a person of no consequence, has said that it is a powder cake for disaster since Queens is absorb, absorbing most of the illegal aliens. And Kathy Crime Wave Hoker was asked, gee, was, why don't, why don't you send some of these illegals upstate? A follow-up on what uh, the junior U.S. Senator Gillibrand said is that send them upstate. And then Stefanik said, hell no, you're not sending them upstate. It seems the women are dominating the discussion. But I have a solution here, Lou. Everybody has not done their fair share. No, 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 no. Let's uh, give me a little Donna Summers since we're going to make this whole estrogen, not testosterone. I have looked at the map. Of the no-tell, motel, hotels throughout the five boroughs of the uh, city of New York. And I want to tell you this. There are a lot other motel hotels that can contribute their rooms to housing these illegals. First, and I know for many of you men and women, you know this exact location. The Q Motor Inn. That's right, the motel, no-tell, is 15 minutes from the Kew Gardens Union Turnpike stop on the E and the F train. Easy access by foot. And you get more bang for your buck. Literally. You live out your fantasies in one of the nine theme rooms, including the Arabian Nights and Oriental Delight. Weekdays, it's $63. And weekends, $71 for just three hours. For all of you who used to see the commercials in the wee hour of the morning on television about the Q Motor Inn, it had the revolving uh, disco ball. It had the vibrating waterbed. And it had the triple X rated uh, porno movies. It still does. And you can order room service in one of the standard rooms. Weekends, $55. And weekdays, $51 for just three hours. No ID needed if you pay with cash. So I would suggest that Eric Adams needs to requisition... The Q Motor Inn, I know that's going to make a lot of people who want to hit that no-tell uh, motel, you know, for two, three hours. The love uh, motels, we used to call them. 
going to make you very upset. Well, let me take another one away from you, ladies and gentlemen out there. The Days Inn, the brand-name motel is just three blocks from the 36th Street subway station via the DMNOR. Easy access for the illegal aliens from uh, Venezuela. The staff checks IDs but makes no record of them and accepts cash or credit cards but no checks. Rooms run $60 for three hours on weekends, $50 for three hours on weekdays, and $15 more for a jacuzzi. And if you want to extend your stay, $99 a night, and you receive a complimentary breakfast before your walk of shame. That's a day's in in Sunset Park in Brooklyn. Requisition it, Eric Adams. Wait, there are others that are not being used to house illegals. There's La Semana. For a spa-like sex experience, snag one of the suites with a jacuzzi and steam room. Three hours for $100. If you're on a budget, out for a room with a jacuzzi only, that's three hours for $85. Or a standard room, $73 for three hours. Showing identification is negotiable. If you give me a few extra dollars, you don't need to show no freaking ID. But you must be over 18. And this is not just exempt for heterosexuals. No, in fact, Lou, the homosexual community is going to have to do their fair share. They're going to have to give up the Liberty Inn. You know where the Liberty Inn is, right off the West Side Highway. When you exit off of 14th Street, it's right there. $60 for two hours or $70 for three buys. You a room with adjustable mood lighting and strategically placed mirrors. For $15 more, upgrade to one of the romantic interlude rooms. You'll score a jacuzzi and a 42-inch plasma screen TV, which may come in handy thanks to its six free porn stations. That's it, Gase. You got to give up your urge to merge. At the Liberty Inn, everybody's got to do their fair share. And let's finish with the iconic St. Mark's Hotel which was next to the old St. Mark's uh, Place baths, which was was shut by Mayor Ed Koch during the uh, AIDS epidemic. But the St. Mark's Hotel is still standing. It's competitively priced at $60 for two hours, but if you or your partners have a hard time getting off quickly, you may want to head elsewhere. Each additional hour costs $30, and plus the hotel accepts only cash and traveler's checks, so your name can't be traced. Rooms include showers and TVs with pornography. Now, the mayor has said every hotel, motel, Holiday Inn Express must do its fair share and provide rooms for the illegal aliens. Think if you were just here from Caracas and you're staying in a room with a revolving disco ball, with vibrating waterbeds, with big 72-inch plasma flat-screen TVs with porno. And you don't have to pay for it, Lou. It's all the sucker taxpayers, us. Eric Adams, you said everyone has to do their fair share. So it's time to requisition the Love Motels. That's just the first few. I know a whole bunch more. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for the rest of you, abstinence will have to be your cure. Keep your rocket in your pocket, and it'll keep you out of harm's way. Let's open up the love motels for all the illegals flooding into our city. Up next, Sid Rosenberg took the coat of Omerta about his pal, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan.
I wonder why a day after he was so lovey-dovey with Eric Adams, all of a sudden he took such a pounding that he took the code of Omerta. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Great song. I remember first actually seeing Houdini on the Staten Island Ferry. Practicing rap songs like this for a captive audience. Because remember, you couldn't go anywhere on the Staten Island Ferry. Once it left the uh, uh, tip of Manhattan to the north shore of Staten Island, they'd be up on the top deck entertaining tourists and locals. And lucky they were a good rap group. Can you imagine if they were bad? Oh, how do you get them off the deck? But this song, this song was their classic, Friends, Friends. And he goes on, how do you keep them? How do you maintain the friendship? Well, I got to tell you, a man who normally stands up uh, for himself, first and foremost, Sid Rosenberg, number one, second and none, has folded like a cheap camera, Lou. The other day, he was welcoming back into the fold of his many friends. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. This was after uh, he had been photographed at the start of the Columbus Day Parade up Fifth Avenue with Eric Adams, who was uh, holding up uh, a finger like, yeah, I got this cracker back into the fold. And I mean, Sid was all for toots. Uh, it was sort of like uh, puppy love. Remember? Remember what Sid was saying? Here he is, the, uh, the mayor of New York City. Our old friend Eric Adams. Eric, good morning, pal. How are you? Pal, pal. And I've been checking PayPal to see if there have been any contributions to Eric Adams' re-election fund. He's already raised over a million dollars. Can you believe that? The chutzpah. Ten, ten months in office, he's doing a worse job than comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. Can I hear that one more time, Lou? It's still, I, I, I just, it, it just... It's like a, a constant nightmare, even though I never go to sleep. Hearing Sid just flip the script. Here he is, the uh, the mayor of New York City, our old friend Eric Adams. Eric, good morning, pal. How are you? Pal. Well, let me tell you something. I want to applaud all of you, whether you were friends or foes or you were neutral, because you just bombarded Sid Rosenberg that earlier today from 6 to 10, he didn't even make a mention of it. He didn't even make a mention of the fact that Lou on the boards had enough and just gave him hell for the idolatry, for the uh, idolization that he was subjecting uh, Eric Adams to. Please. When the guy calls the yes, show. Please. Well, wait a second. I'm so, not giving in on this one. So, wait, so the you guy's think. a terrible mayor. That's fine. I agree with that, obviously. I'm the first one to say that, but he at least he showed some compassion. You, okay. Did he show compassion to that woman who got beat we're not, up in the, Lee, in the, Lou, in the subway? We're not talking about that All woman. Right. We are the, talking specifically about Bernard. Mayor Eric Adams showed a lot more compassion for our pal Bernie than Kelly, who works with Bernie every day. Oh, what a great comparison. Well, One I'm, guy who doesn't care and another guy who's a terrible mayor. You don't have to but, compare But what does a terrible it? mayor have to do with what, the, what, he, what he showed the last couple of days because for Bernard? Because he hasn't showed compassion to any of the people. I'm not talking the about... Listen, Lou, I'm not talking about those people. We are talking specifically about okay, Bernard McGurk. Then I'll shut up about it. Oh, and Sid had to sit in his corner today and 
to take no mas, no mas. He wasn't coming out for a second round in defense of his new pal, Eric Adams. In fact, a lot of people, and thank you all for pounding away at Sid, reminding him that when Mayor Eric Adams went to pay his respects to Bernard McGurk at the wake in Island Park, that it was Bernard McGurk's father, when being introduced to the mayor, looked him in the eyes and said, hey, what are you doing here? You looking for votes? And everybody was laughing because they understood exactly what Mr. McGurk meant. So um, I want to praise you, Lou, for standing up to Sid and putting him in his place. I want to praise the audience for just dropping a napalm on Sid because earlier he didn't say anything. And I want you to be listening uh, to Cindy Adams on Sunday at 1 because, oh, my God, during the week she wrote a column from end to end just scorching Eric Adams and he is just, um, what can we say, a little hors d'oeuvre to the entree you're going to get on Sunday. Cindy, Cindy Adams, finally. Cindy, I understand you got some hot stories for New Yorkers. Well, what I have is I'm peeing on the mayor. That's what I choose to do. I want to pee on the mayor. Wow, a golden shower. <laughs> oh, and she'll be unloading on him. And I will all weekend long because he's earned it. As you know, I get into the weekend starting tonight at midnight, and it's all Curtis all the time, 24-7-365 as I score the Quinella. And I will make up for this unbelievable fawning over Eric Adams done by Sid Rosenberg.